Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, if you guys like to cook outdoors and you ought to, you should check out the Weber Slate Rust-Resistant Griddle. So this is a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned with food-safe oils and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge, reaching all the way up to 500 degrees. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate rust-resistant griddle. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, September 21st. Got a great guest today to break down week three in the NFL. You know him if you listen to the podcast last year. We had him on Vegas guy, Fox Sports Radio guy, Bernie Frado. Um, he, listen, I love talking gambling with Bernie, uh, and we got a lot of gambling fans, degenerates, and reasonable, smart people um, who are using a numbers-based analytics to uh, thrive on the gambling front. Bernie mixes it all in. You're really going to like it. Uh, before we get to Bernie, I'll give you a quick best bet on Niners-Giants tonight. Um, there's really no other big story percolating. There was the Cam Akers trade. The Rams somehow got off Cam Akers, sent him to the Vikings under the guise of, hey— Kevin O'Connell, you knew Cam. Would you like him? Would you, you know, Madison, you know, had that had that rough fumble against the Eagles. You, you want Cam Akers? And the Vikings were like, sure, we'll swap late round draft picks. So it was basically a just get him off to get him out of town, ship him out. So it's Kyron Williams now, the man for the Rams. If you uh, are a fantasy player, I don't think this trade does much except if you have Alexander Madison in fantasy, you're not thrilled. Um, although I think it's going to be a pass happy attack Sunday when the Chargers play the Vikings. I don't know why I like the Chargers again in that game. Then again, I've liked the Chargers every week. What's not to love? I mean, they should have won the first game against... I mean, Miami converts two long-ass third downs late in that game and then go in and score. And then the Chargers had plenty of time. They just couldn't protect Herbert. And then the Chargers leading virtually the entire way against the Titans. They're driving with plenty of time left, plenty of timeouts, and they have to settle for a field goal, force overtime, and then blow it. Like, they should be 2-0. Like, you could make the case Denver could be 2-0. Chargers should be 2-0. Um, so I'm not... I'm not out on the Chargers. I, I don't think you make a big bet on a coin toss game, but uh, I think, as I said earlier in the week, the over in Vikings-Chargers feels like a lock. It's going up all week. Um, 
I'm not going to get into the Bears stuff because as soon as Fields got the got the gist from teammates or PR or whoever that he kind of stepped in it when he threw the coach under the bus, it was it sounded like you know after he explained it, it sounded like maybe he just simply misspoke and there's no need to freak out, you know. Um, that being said, 49ers Giants tonight and. It looks like it's going to be headed up a little bit on Thursday. No Saquon Barkley. No Andrew Thomas, the left tackle for uh, the Giants. The Giants are also going to be down, I believe, their right guard. It's I, You guys can toss this off. as Oh, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're just down a guard and Andrew Thomas. Okay. I mean, you know, you're facing an elite team in the San Francisco 49ers, an elite front in the Niners. They're going to be trotting out a defensive line Evan Neal, according to Pro Football Focus, ranked 70th of 71 tackles. Their one guard, uh, McKethan, I'm not that familiar with him. Uh, He played in week two. He graded out pretty well. It was against Arizona. They have no pass rush. Smits, who had the the, the rookie, Michael Schmitz, uh, I think Minnesota, um, he he had the terrible snap uh, that was a killer on that drive. He grades out as the 24th of 33 centers. The left guard, whoever this guy is, Mark Glowinski, um, played a little bit in uh, week two, uh, and then Edzunu is going to fill in at left tackle. Um, he filled in for um, Andrew Thomas last game. Again, you, you, I don't want to hear, oh, he did well against Arizona. Like, just stop. What does that mean? It doesn't mean jack squat. So one of the ways I look at the matchups is you go to Pro Football Focus, assuming you have an account or, you know, you're biting off your friend's account. Um and you can they they actually have the game, and you can look at lineups. So you can look at oh, let's see who Bosa is going to line up against. Uh, let's see who um, the Giants will put up against one of the best pass rushers. Oh, it's going to be Evan Neal, the the second to worst right tackle in the league is going to face Mr. Bosa, who by the way, if you care about such grades, is the second edge rusher out of 107. And then in the middle, you've got Armstead and Hargrave, both who are. Uh, Hargrave is 12th and Armstead is 22nd. And again, this is going up against Pittsburgh's offensive line and then the Rams, who Rams are improved clearly, but like this defensive line is going to obliterate the Giants. Do you remember what the Cowboys did? Like, why is that not going to happen again? Like, none of these Giants receivers, Hodgkins, Slayton, they don't scare you. You know? I'm even hearing the, oh, well, the Giants could, all that great, the good vibes they had in the second half against Arizona. What are you, what are you talking about? Like just because they got hot and they were desperate and they said, Daniel Jones, just go run around, scramble. Uh, good luck. Yeah, try scrambling against the 49ers linebackers. Warner, Greenlaw, yeah, good luck. Hufunga, you going to be running around with that guy back there? Daniel Jones will get decapitated. I just don't see how they score. Maybe there's a, a, a miscue on special teams and the Giants. I just don't see how the Giants get to like 13 points. I just don't see it. So I'm on the Niners, um, you know, 10 I got 10 and 10 and a half. I don't, I, I just don't hate it. Um, I, I, I do hate that they got shafted last week at the Rams uh, kick at the end there by McVay, who, by the way, has tried to explain it and it's still not making sense two days later. Um, uh, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe the Niners here are sleepy. I saw a stat that the 49ers um, in their last seven home games are 7-0 and against the spread. Uh, whatever that's worth. I, you know, who uh, a trend alert. But it's just like, Giants stayed out west. That could be beneficial. Um, it just, to me, in the trenches, a, a huge advantage to San Francisco. And um, I, I like the Niners here. Sorry. Uh, I, I think they get it done fairly easily. I don't expect this to be a fun game. 
And um, for the bankroll, I would like it if it was not very fun. Um, and the Niners just choked them out. And, you know, halftime, it was like 20 to zero or something. Um, all right. Without further ado, let's get to our guest, Fox Sports Radio's Bernie Frado. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees a much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone then clean up quick, with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's bring in a guest we've had on the podcast before. You know him big. He's big time. I saw a big article in the Sun-Times about him uh, from December. Uh, he's in Vegas making things happen, although uh, I don't like the Raiders this weekend. We'll get into it. Bernie Frado joining us. Bernie, how are you doing, my man? 
Hey, uh, Jason, uh, good to be with you again. It must be that time of year. We always uh, do this at the beginning of football season. And I just got to say one thing. It didn't take long, and Brandon Staley is already making history again. <laughs> you know, Jason, in the history of the NFL, there have been 33 occasions where a team in their first two games has scored more than 50 points and didn't turn the ball over once. The Chargers scored 58 points in the first two games, didn't turn the ball over once, and yet they lost both games. Uh, that has never happened in the history of the NFL until now. Brutal. I was not on them in the contest, in the circuit contest, either week. I really wanted to take them against the Titans. Thank thank goodness. I may like them this week. We'll, we'll get into that soon. Um, Bernie, let's start with uh, just macro big picture on the first two weeks that are in the books. You give us the divisional dogs every year in week one. I think they went five and three in week one. Um, I'm just curious, how did you do? How did you make out in the first two weeks so far? I'm off to a pretty good start, fortunately. Uh, yeah, divisional dogs week one were five and three, three of the dogs. One outright last week, teams who lost by double digits week one, cover about 60% of the time in week two, had a couple nice unders, and I had to hold my nose on one particular game uh, this past week, but I was glad that the uh, Seattle Seahawks came through for me. I got it at six before it went down to four, but be that as it may, I'm still pretty high on the Lions, uh, Jason. Yeah, that, that's interesting. No closing line value. Uh, what the opposite way, and you still cashed. It, it is, Bernie. There's so many like quote unquote rules and trends, and all these guys are trying to make their way with uh, little kernels of information. None of that stuff's predictive. And uh, you know, I think we talk about this with a lot of guests, and I know you look into it. But like, here we are, week three, um, and you see a lot of double digit uh, favorites, and you know the rule is, don't, hey, don't touch a double digit favorites. I don't, at what point do we – this is not um, blackjack, right? This is not like, hey, you hit on, the book says. That's out the window. I'm curious where you are heading into this week. Does anything jump off the board at you? Well, this is the last week, Jason, week three, where I believe there are bona fide viable trends that truly correlate. And one of the trends that's been pretty strong over the years is teams that start out 0-2. And, and in the mm. NFL, if you start 0-2 – you're covering week three about 58% of the time. If you start out 0-2 and you're not only 0-2 straight up, but you were 0-2 against the spread, you're covering about 63% of the time. The Cincinnati Bengals fall into that category, and mm. so do the Houston Texans, which are actually my best bet, and I'll get to both of those in a minute. Since it, we'll get to that. We'll tease that for a minute. But what I was going to say, though, I'm still kind of high on Cincinnati. I know everybody – is you know prisoner of the moment they've, they've been 0-2 two of the last three years and even in 2021 they had to go overtime in week two to not go 0-2 Jason the send-off line for that game against the Rams two weeks ago was six and a half you can now get it minus two and mm. uh, I, I think I think you'll see the Bengals right the ship this week so again that's another team I like uh, I know Cincinnati oh, wait, uh, wait, Bernie let, let me ask uh, how does the Burrow handicap how are you factoring that in or do you want to bet it now at two in the hopes that burrow plays or do you just trust jake browning and the cincinnati defense it doesn't it doesn't give it matter at all you're rocking with cincy okay that's a very good question if burrow was not going to play i think we'd see that more reflected in the line i'm certain burrow will play i don't think that you know the Bengals want to take a chance on going 0-3 they'll structure that offense look they're rusty he watched most of the preseason from a golf cart and interestingly enough, Jason, as you well know, 
Sean McVay is fielding a very young team this year, so ironically, his Rams played a lot more snaps in the preseason than they did than most teams mm. did. So I think tough travel spot for the Rams since he's got a little extra time to prepare for this game. Bottom line is this. I think you see Cincinnati right at the ship. I love Lou Anarumo's defense. He'll pick Stafford off twice. Love my guy Matt Stafford right on cue. Fourth quarter last week. Two key picks. Could have had four. Uh, I think Cincinnati's got the much better squad. and they, You're going to get them real cheap right now. you got a real bargain with them. I think they're right at the ship. So uh, one of the pushbacks would be, so I missed on the Rams uh, in week one for sure. I didn't take Seattle in the contest. But what I missed was uh, McVay's familiarity with Pete Carroll. He knew them intimately, and he beat the hell out of Carroll historically, and they crushed him. Um, in week two, he knows Shanahan. Shanahan's got the better of him. Shanahan should have got the cover that late field goal. But, like, the preparation was different for teams that you know and face in division and you've been facing them twice a year or three times in the case of San Fran. Now it's got to be a Bengals team. Uh, I mean, Bernie, I, I don't know what prep is like for the Rams, but I could guarantee you they weren't doing any, um, almost any Bengals prep here the last, like, three weeks, right? They were all preparing for Seattle and San Fran. So now it's like on a short week. Well, not a short week, but you got a week together to put together a game plan. How does that impact the, the, the Bengals? Well, I think the Bengals are going to be extra motivated. Uh, not only are the Bengals 0-2, Jason, they lost both games to divisional opponents. Mm. And in the history of the NFL, it's only happened seven times where a team starts 0-2 and they lost both games to divisional opponents. In each of those instances, all seven, none of those teams went on to make the playoffs. But I think you're going to see an extra motivated Cincinnati team. I'm glad you brought up Seattle and the Rams week one. That was another one of those divisional dogs who covered yes. and went out right. When you've got two divisional teams playing each other week one, remember, both teams are healthy. Depression hasn't set in yet. You've had plenty of time for uh, to game plan and prepare, to your point, about how well that uh, Sean McVay knows Pete Carroll. And, and finally, it takes about three or four weeks in the NFL for the cream to sort of separate from the pack. Seattle's a better team than the Rams. You didn't see that week one. You'll see it when those two play again in a few weeks. So Seattle will hit their stride. They started two against Detroit. The Rams have probably already leveled off somewhat. You're going to get a max effort out of them. But clearly on paper, this is an 8-9, 9-8 team at best, where Seattle, I think, is a 10-win team. So week one, hmm. common you know pattern that we've seen over the years, two divisional opponents, very evenly matched. And uh, you know the better team hasn't had a chance to separate yet because they haven't got their legs under them at that point in the season. Gotcha. Uh, let's go to the Houston game. You mentioned Houston is, I believe, at Jacksonville. Correct. Jacksonville coming off a humbling loss to the Chiefs. Um, a lot of people, I think the Jags took money last week in this spot. And everybody, yeah. all the sharp money was wrong. Um I just like to say that because all the sharps think that they're so sharp and great. Sharp money's wrong often, but usually, uh, you know what, fifty percent of the, a little less than fifty percent of the time, and they were way off on the Jags. So now the Jags face a, a Houston team, Bernie, that they crushed them last year, thirty-one-three. But the prior nine meetings, Houston had beaten them. They had their number for whatever reason. Um, I just saw the Houston injury report. Holy hell, they are so beat up. Sounds like four offensive linemen will be down. Top three safeties out. Like, Trevor Lawrence should bounce back strong here. I, like an idiot, bet the Jags at 8.5. I see it's at 9.5 added toward 10, but you like the Texans. Are you waiting on the 10, or did you already grab grab a number just thinking that Houston's aside? 
Haven't done anything yet, but I insist on getting to 10. If I have to, I'll buy the half point. Let me digress for just a second, Jason. You bring up a great point about the term sharp money. In Vegas, the sharp money is the respected money. The way to be considered respected money, books pay attention to the amounts folks bet, but moreover, when they make the bet. What do I mean by that? The sharp money folks always manage to get the best line value when they bet the game. For instance, they're not going to chase a line. Uh, last week, again, Seattle opened at six. The sharps would have come in at six. They wouldn't have chased it down to four and a half. So sharp money becomes respected money when it is noted that time and time again, the timing in which the individual or the syndicates make the bet seems to be the most opportune when the line is at its most ripe for the better, whether you're taking the dog or the favorite. Now, let me tell you why I like Houston this week. Yes, they're 0-2, and yes, they didn't cover either game. History tells us 0-2 teams uh, who start 0-2 that don't cover the spread either week cover the spread 63% week three. That's built into the line here. You're getting a nice, heavy line, double-digit line. You know, C.J. Stroud threw for 384 yards last week. I thought he looked pretty good. Nico Collins and Robert Woods establishing themselves as legitimate weapons. Houston blocks and tackles well, and they're pretty physical under D'Amico Ryans. Here's the problem. Something's wrong with the Jaguars' offense. They've only scored 40 points in two games. That's 12 less than the Colts. Right now, if you watch the way this offense is (laughs) – yeah, I mean, if you watch the way this offense is functioning, you know, they couldn't score in a women's prison with a fistful of 50s. They're struggling. Houston contests every play. They block, they tackle. I'm really impressed physically with how they handle their business against Baltimore. Baltimore got the late front door cover. The Jags rank 30th in EPA play offensively, and they're 31st in the pass rush. By the way, Houston ranks 10th in pass rush. Add it all up, I think it's going to be a grind-out affair for the Jaguars, and I like Houston to hang that number. Mm. 10 is a nice, good number. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's a great point about 10. I am curious, though, that Colts game. So I watched a little bit. Anthony Richardson, I was on the Colts for, for peanuts, but I saw Anthony Richardson go down. I'm like, damn it, I'm cooked. Should right. I buy back on the Texans? Um, and then Gardner Minshew comes in. He runs Steichen's offense. I mean, Bernie, they're winning 31-10 in the fourth quarter before some garbage time action from Stroud made it look respectable. I don't know, man. Are the Texans the worst team in the league? I wouldn't say that. Um, I still think probably Arizona, although Arizona gives an effort too, buddy, and uh, they're catching a nice yeah. red 12 points to get at home against Dallas uh, this week, and, and that's one of those 0-2 situations. You know, yeah. week three is still when you look at the technical factors, meaning – only two teams know they're up against it. You're gonna you're gonna max effort. There's let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are eight own two teams that are in action this week. By the way, there are only two own two teams that face each other, Minnesota and the Chargers. And when that ever happens, mm. you take the dog and that covers sixty four percent of the time. Right now oh. the game's a pick 'em. But there's no way I can back Brandon Staley. There's just no way. He's supposed oh, to be a defensive geez. specialist, and ironically, their defense stinks. Can't hold a lead, right? Yeah. So that, I'm going to pass on that game, and I'm also going to pass on the Bears. They're 0-2, getting 13 against Kansas City. I cannot, will not, never have, will back Justin Fields. Uh, there are oh. serious issues there. He's 5-22 and as a starter. I don't know why people are treating this guy with kid gloves. I said it a year ago. Jason, you've been around the game a long time. Football, quarterback, is a position you play with your eyes. 
you receive the ball, you make mental snapshots, you make your pre-post snap reads, you try to match up the offensive scheme you're running versus the defensive set you're opposing. You try to find openings. He can't do it. He's, he's, he, the game is too fast for him. He's, he observes what he's seeing, and he's slow to make a decision. He's slow to react, and he's got a very slow release, and he's not accurate. Facts. You know, other than that, he's brilliant. That's why he's 5-22. and 22. His default mechanism is to run. He's not at Ohio State anymore. At Ohio State, he was an outstanding quarterback because college football rewards that 11th athlete. If you're if you're a dual-threat quarterback, a college version of a dual-threat quarterback, your default mechanism is to run first because defenses aren't prepared for it. Not in the National Football League. They'll kill you. He's going to get hurt. Anthony Richardson's already banged up. If Justin Fields thinks he's going to yeah. play improvisational freelancer this week against Kansas City, it's about to get even uglier than it already has. I cannot back that team. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned with food-safe oils and ready to cook on right out of the box. With no use of coatings, you can use metal tools to flip, press, and scrape without worry. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. Everything rusts, and nobody talks about it because they couldn't fix it until now. With Weber's new rust-resistant technology, your Weber will last for years. When used, our carbon steel griddle hardens and bonds the surface, reducing the ability for moisture to collect and rust to form. This griddle heats evenly edge-to-edge, it reaches up to 500 degrees with the Weber Works Prep cook and store system. You can keep cooking and cleaning supplies handy, carry food and condiments from kitchen to the griddle, and even convert the side table into a prep station. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate rust-resistant griddle. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. Dot 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21-plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. My big issue with Fields is um, I was on them in the contest against Tampa. I was like, listen, Tampa's not that good. What's his Baker Mayfield will make mistakes. He has his through an entire career. And you know what? This is a good run game for Fields. And lo and behold, Fields has, I think three rushes for four yards or two rushes for some minuscule number. I'm like, what are you doing? Bernie, he's sitting in the pocket getting sacked left and right. Their offensive line is already decimated by injuries. I guess the question would be, why isn't he running? I know maybe long-term you want to win from the pocket, but you need to get a win here. You got to go 90, what, 95 yards uh, in the fourth quarter to tie it up. I'm like, hey, Shadur Sanders could do it at Colorado. Justin Fields could get it done in Tampa. They'll play the prevent. Fields throws a friggin' pick six on like the on, on an awful call that he actually kind of blamed on the uh, on the coordinator, you know. And, and Tampa even said, "Dude, we saw this play like five minutes before, or a quarter before. Uh, we knew it was coming." And it's like, what's happening in Chicago, Bernie? Shador Sanders is actually a better quarterback than Justin Fields. He's got better footwork, better oh. recognition. Wow. He, his decision making. Oh, I'm telling you, this kid, he's a first round draft choice. Let's go back to Fields. That's a major yeah. hot take. Shway, hold on, Bernie. Shadur Sanders is is better or going to be better than Fields? I mean, Fields' numbers in college now. are ridiculous. He's better. He's better, he, he's, he's better now, Jason. If you if people ascertain what is expected of a quarterback at the NFL level, Shadur Sanders is more NFL ready. He knows what he's looking at. He's got an ability to not only make the right decision quickly and get the damn ball out of his hands. Fields can't get the ball out of his hands. He can't. Shador does and gets it to the right guy. It's incredible. Hold that thought. We'll get, get to that later. So here's what's happening in Chicago. Justin Fields is a big miss, and no one wants to admit it. He's 5-22 and 22 as a starter. He ran for 1,000 yards last year, and they won three games. So if running was so important, why doesn't it lead to winning games? There's another thing that's bothersome. Look at the offense they're running. Week one against Tampa Bay. They allowed him four attempts of more than 10 yards. They're not even allowing him to do any, do anything because they're afraid he's going to turn the ball over. This is an unmitigated disaster. And what he said today is very bothersome. Justin Fields is an improvisational freelancer. Well, look, there's been a lot of athletic quarterbacks uh, come out of college over the years. 
Cam Newton threw for 400 yards his first game. He could actually operate from the pocket. So could Kyler Murray. So can Lamar Jackson. They understand that you can keep a play alive with your feet, but defensive coordinators are too smart. If you make yourself one-dimensional and they know you can't pass, you're in trouble. That's what's happening to Justin Fields. And I'll even take it a step further, Jason. When Justin Fields is making his pre-snap read, walking toward the line of scrimmage, he's got to notice if the defense is in a zone or man-to-man. Because even when he runs, he's a freelancer. If a quarterback sees his own defense, your job is to run laterally so your receivers can set adjust their routes and get open. If the defense is man-to-man, most likely the DBs have their back to the quarterback, which means you could run vertically. The closest defender to you is 30 yards away, your strong safety. He's not even recognizing that. It looks like a, it looks like a Monty Python cartoon. He's just running around all over the place. It's not working, Jason. You can see that it's not working. He drops back. You know, you saw Dan Orlovsky's diagram. It was brilliant. He had two wide-open receivers. He cocked like he was ready to throw, and I don't know what happened. Either he was afraid to let go of the ball, he wasn't sure, trusting his read, or he's lost his confidence. It takes a lot to be a major league quarterback. It's a position you play with your eyes. By the way, what I've seen out of Bryce Young, be patient. He's going to be fine. He's got command of the position. Now back to Shador Sanders. It's clearly he's, he's been coached by Brady. And Dion, you know, spent, what, 16 years in the NFL. So he knows what he's looking at. This is a young man who understands how to operate from the pocket and let the offensive schemes and the route trees flow from there and make decisions with your eyes and then execute. Uh, you can't just drop back and take off and run because it's convenient. You don't know what to do. Not in the National Football League. Boy, crushing yeah. Justin Fields. Um, man, that was harsh. Uh, all right, let's 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 quickly pivot to the Thursday game Giants at Niners. I just saw the Giants injury report before we came on uh, to record here Wednesday afternoon. Saquon's out. Left tackle Andrew Thomas is out. One of their starting guards is out. One of their edge rushers, Ojolari, is out. Um, <laughs> Bernie, I know you. Uh, the card is supposed to say don't take double-digit uh, d- don't take double-digit favorites. I- I'm sorry. I have a couple bets on the Niners already uh, at 10.5 and, and at 10. And I, I can't help myself. I, I can't make a case for the Giants here. The Niners, I believe, are one of the best three teams in the NFL. And I think they could, should be able to handle New York here, bottle up the Saquonless Giants. Remember, Daniel Jones without Saquon Barkley was hot garbage. And only last year when Saquon was healthy did it work. Matt Breida, he ain't the guy. Uh, Bernie, I got to go Niners here. Jason, I really can't disagree with anything you've said. Just as a rule of thumb, I, I don't want to ever lay double-digit numbers uh, in the history of the NFL, going back to the merger, the merger, uh, if you just blindly took double-digit dogs, you'd be at 54%. But you really can't make a case for New York right here. Tough travel spot. They stayed on the left coast. Got to go to San Francisco. Back-to-back road games. You mentioned are depleted in injuries. The 49ers are the most complete team on both sides of the ball. And by the way, Brock Purdy, I don't know why he would have doubters at this point. Uh, Justin Fields, take notes. Brock Purdy plays the position the way it's supposed to be played. Jason, I think well, he he's got Kyle out. Shanahan, you know. Oh, yeah, fair. But you've still got to execute the system. I mean, and Trey Lance couldn't do it either. So the bottom line is uh, that's fair. That's right. I, I, I would just, I would just say this. Uh, I, I won't be on the game, but the uh, Niners are the only side I can look to. It would not surprise me if you look up in the fourth quarter and it's thirty-one to seven, and you got a rocking chair game in your hands. I can't make a case for New York. Everything you said is, is spot on. Yeah. Um, next game I want to attack. I bet this early. Buffalo, Washington. I thought there's no way 
this game stays at six and a half. Uh, let me grab a chunk of the Bills. I, I my biggest bet of the year lot so far is Bills over Raiders, which was a layup yeah, last call. week. Um, I just think like Buffalo got their clunker out when they face an elite defense. It's tough. Washington is not an elite defense. Russell Wilson embarrassed them for a half. Uh, I don't see why Josh Allen and company is aren't going to be able to move the ball at will. The only question here is, um, are they going to be able to get pressure on Josh Allen? We know the Raiders couldn't, but can Washington win at the line of scrimmage and maybe force Allen into some mistakes? I just, I don't know. I think the Bills are almost undervalued, Bernie, because of that primetime clunker. Well, they did lead 13-3, but primetime uh, wasted game against the Jets in the opener. Well, and we all know why. Uh, there were four turnovers, and whenever a team yeah. in the National Football League uh, loses the turnover battle by three or more, uh, you lose that game 94% of the time. Okay, Buffalo was fine that night except for turnovers. I'm not a daughter on Buffalo. I think they're going to be very good. They had the oddball year last year. They lost Vaughn Miller. They had to go to Detroit back-to-back games in four days because of the snowstorm. And Thanksgiving, he had the unfortunate situation with DeMar Hamlin. Look, Josh Allen is who he is. 84 turnovers in 78 games. But he's also a dynamic playmaker, and they know it, and they got plenty of weapons. Uh, this is a mismatch. And I also think they're going to be chasing uh, Sam Hartman all over the field. Or not Sam Hartman, though. Sam Howell. Sam Howell, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. Sam Hartman while we're at it. But the bottom line is this. <laughs> I think you, you mentioned Washington's front seven, and it's good. Buffalo's front seven is pretty good, too. And I think if they have any success on the ground, you're looking at a double-digit win for the Bills. I think you got a good play there. Um, and the other thing with Washington, everybody's all excited. Hey, they beat Denver on the road. Just hold up. They look like complete dog shit against um, Arizona in the opener. They didn't cover for me. I, I, I had them. They didn't cover. Um, and Howell looked awful. And then on the road, they start out down 21-3 before Russell Wilson vomits up a couple turnovers and makes it interesting. I just, I think people owe a lot of overreactions, uh, non-divi- non-divisional matchup. You know, I I, I don't love this one uh, for Washington. How about this? Why don't you pick a game you go after? Real, real, real quick, real quick, Jason. Let, well, the, the key takeaway for me is Washington surrendered 33 points Denver usually scores about 33 points a month. Last year, <laughs> after yes. nine weeks, Jason, do you know last year had Denver just averaged 18 points per game in regulation, they would have been eight and one after nine games. So, and then they come out week one against the Stinky Raiders, and, and they only score what 16 points. Yeah. So the fact they put up 33 against that Washington defense, Buffalo's going to get their points, and yeah. Washington can't get in a shootout with Buffalo. Buffalo, it's, it's a big step up in class. Uh, I'll let you pick the next game. There's some stuff out there. Bryce Young, ankle injury. Uh, he missed practice. I don't know if that appeals to you. Uh, is there any? Have you hit any of other, these other games before we get to, obviously, Jets and Patriots, which I, I think I'm going to have to stay away from betting this week. But um, I don't know. I'm just curious as to your thoughts. Well, the one game that jumped at me, but I don't know if you can chase it now. I got it at 51 is the total in the Minnesota oh, yeah, Chargers yeah, yeah. game. The Chargers sixth most in points. And the Vikings offense, I think it's been pretty good. Now, the other defense has been great. you got perfect conditions indoors. That game honestly feels like a 34-31 game to me. I think it roars over the total. The problem now is it's up to 54. But I'm a big fan, honestly, of the, the 0-2 teams that are underdogs this week. Mm. Don't go to sleep on Denver catching 6.5 against Miami. I wouldn't Ooh. go to sleep on New England. They're at the Jets, and they're laying two points. But mm. I actually like New England in the spot. I've already told you. About Houston, you mentioned Carolina. Carolina plus five and a half. Carolina went up there last year and pushed Seattle around the field. Now they're mm. getting five and a half uh, 
uh, maybe you buy it to six. And again, Arizona plus 12 at home is appealing to me. So I'm focusing primarily on the 0-2 teams that are dogs, with the exception of the Bears, of course. And I do like the over in the Minnesota uh, Chargers game. Hold on, I got to go back to something. Um, so you, a lot of these zero and two teams that are dogs, Patriots zero and two, zero and two against the spread, and they're favored. Do you have anything on favorites despite being zero and two, zero and two against the spread? Well, that's extremely rare, but the line's telling you everything you need to know. The key is when you go back twenty-two seasons to two thousand, teams that are zero and two heading into week three, they're covering fifty-eight percent of the time. And I, I don't think the Pats covered either game, did they, Jason? So that no. jumps from sixty-three percent. Um, the Jets offense is, look, Bill Belichick is going to wreak havoc on, on Zach Wilson. And I think New England is going to be able to run the ball, and they're showing enough in flashes. They got to the red zone repeatedly against Miami, a, a good team. So I think you're looking at a grind-out 17-13 game here. I think New England wins. But, again, this 0-2 thing has served hmm. us well, just like uh, the uh, uh, the divisional dogs week one. You get desperate teams that are 0-2, and they typically play a little above their head, and it's, it's baked into the line. Uh, the Denver-Miami thing is interesting. So a, a lot uh, the perception here is Miami's favored by 6.5. Um, right. The, the, the big money won't let it hit 7, and they'll buy back. But I'm seeing, as of right now, Bet Chris, one of these offshore books, is at minus 7, uh, minus 102. So not uh, the usual minus 110. It's interesting because... Denver, uh, I saw a stat, like they're number one in points per possession. Like, Russ and Sean Payton is working. Uh, in the opener, they miss a field goal. They miss an extra point. They lose a game. In the second one, they're up 21-3. Like, it, it, some fluky stuff has happened. Um, it, I get. I, I did bet, you know, Miami at 6.5. I kind of regret it. I'm not going to do it in the contest, I don't think. Um, but I don't know. Like, you know, all I heard, Sean Payton came into the studio last year almost every week. And... All he intimated was, I want Vic Fangio. I want him as my DC. I want to get Vic. Like It was clear. Wherever he went, he wanted Fangio. Now he has to face him. And I just wonder if he wanted him because he's such a defensive, good defensive coach. He's got a rich history. And now that he's got to face him, I wonder, like, is Peyton a little nervous? Listen, you know they're going to bring the house coming after uh, Russell Wilson, given he looks a lot slower. Um, I don't know. Do you break stuff down like that, or do you— uh, is there no value because, you know, um, th- that's all baked into the number? Jason, I wouldn't say there's no value. It, it's part of the conversation. It's like week one when Philadelphia played New England and people were talking about how Matt Patricia's from there with New England. And how, how do you quantify that? New England played absolutely well enough to cover that game. They had the two awful turnovers early. I love Vic Fangio, too. He was the architect of those 49ers defenses when they went to the Super Bowl, went to Denver, I thought did a serviceable job as the head coach there. Now he's in Miami. The key to the game between Miami and Denver, I know it's cliche, but whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win that game. Russell Wilson's been in enough high-pressure games, and I think he's showing flashes. Sean Payton's just about got him back to reasonable facsimile. But Denver has no margin of error. They're going to have to finish their drives. We're going to have to, you know, look, third down's the money down. Russell Wilson's got to move the chains on third down. They don't pay to punt on third down. You've got to pay off drives in the red zone. If if Denver can do that, do not be surprised if that's a nail-biter game going to the end. I think you're going to get max hmm. effort out of Denver. Miami starts out 2-0, key divisional win. You can't bring it every week. I mean, it's a situation. You're going to deal with human beings here. Denver's going to be the more motivated team. And, again, you got an 0-2 team versus a 2-0 team. 
uh, the over history, 63% of the time, Denver tells us is, that tells us Denver's going to hang around here. Um, all right, we can wrap up with this one, Bernie. Real quick, Pittsburgh Steelers going to Vegas. I'm assuming, I don't know if it's a full SoFi situation where the road team is going to have a lot of fans, but I, my guess yeah. is Pittsburgh's going to travel well. Um, oh, yeah. They had a tough game Monday night. I haven't seen any status. Uh, Bernie, this is the line that surprised me more than any other line this week. The Raiders are favored by two and a half over Pittsburgh. TJ Watt looks healthy to me. Uh, Kenny Pickett looks healthy. Bernie, this is all about everybody said, oh, Pittsburgh looked awful. They couldn't move the ball against the Browns. Bernie, I just want to remind people. The Steelers faced arguably the best defense in the NFC in week one, the 49ers. And then they faced the best defense maybe in the AFC in week two, the Browns, who look incredible defensively. And yeah, of course the Steelers are going to look like dog shit. What's going to happen now when they have to face the Raiders' defense, which was just torched by Josh Allen and is historically not good? I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think this has to be a, a big wager on Pittsburgh. No, what am I missing? I love the Pittsburgh side here, uh, Jason. Mike Tomlin dressed up as a dog is typically been money over the years. Yes. Uh, and and you are right. Their first two games, Pittsburgh catch kept much faster company. Pittsburgh can stop the run. It's going to be a real long day for the Raiders, long night for the Raiders. Josh Jacobs ran for minus two yards against Buffalo, and everything flowed from there. <laughs> the Raiders are not a good team. They're not well coached. I'm not a big Josh McDaniels guy at all. You know, I'm a big fan of, in the NFL, how deceiving looks can be one week and how a team can look completely different the following week, right? Uh, Seattle gets pushed around by the Rams at home week one. They go to Detroit. Detroit's got the third-best offensive line in the league. They've got a much-upgraded defense, a powerful offense. Seattle, 10-point lead. They hang on. It goes to overtime, and they get her done. Mm. Completely different team. I think you're going to see a completely different Pittsburgh team. And, oh, by the way, uh, you know, don't adjust your dial. You're going to see black and gold instead of black and silver in the, in the, uh, in the Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. It'll be 60%, 70% Pittsburgh fans, no doubt about it. I, Bernie, I just I don't get why they would hang this line. Is it because a short week for Pittsburgh? Um, maybe there's I, listen. I know they can't stop the run, and uh, Chubb looked amazing before the injury, and then Ford broke off a seventy yarder. I get it. You know they're missing the big guy in the middle. I, again, I just don't know what I'm missing. Why uh, on earth yeah. the Raiders are favored? Well, it, it, okay, this is a great question. That's why I always enjoy kibitzing with you. The one thing I think that's a misnomer for all folks who who are fans of of betting is that when Vegas posts a line, it's never a predictor. Vegas is not in the uh, fortune-telling business. Right. So they're not in the predict. They're merely putting a mathematical lineup designed to create equal action on both sides so the book can maximize profit and minimize loss. It all comes to power ratings. The power ratings the first two weeks for Pittsburgh have been terrible. They're not, they've not been good offensively. They've not been good defensively. The Raiders had a deceivingly good game week one at Denver and looked pretty good. So when you look at, you know, yards per play, yards allowed per play, third down conversion, total yards, points, et cetera, right now, Pittsburgh's mathematically off to a rough start. So you post that line and let the market decide from there. And I think right now all the value is on Pittsburgh. But again, the two and a half is not a predictor that the Raiders are going to win by three. It's merely a market line designed mathematically to create equal action on both sides. Yeah. Honestly, that's all it really is. I think we'll see some game day money coming on Pittsburgh and Tomlin, the underdog. All right, Bernie Frotto, Fox Sports Radio. Great stuff, as always, Bernie. A good 30 minutes of NFL gambling talk. Uh, be safe, and I'm sure I'll see you soon, buddy. Best to you, Jason. Thanks for having me. 
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.